0: I didn't know what that word was. Punch, punch it, it, Chewy? Punch it,
1: Punch it, Chewy.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Consolo, they, they punch Yay. it.
1: You, you oh. forget I have a Star Wars podcast, so it, it's just like something we say so <laughs> we can sync it, but yeah.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Okay, everybody, thank you and welcome to another episode of The Movies That Move Us. I'm your host, Al Larson, and today I'm joined by Cassia Lawrence, she is the co-founder of The Old Republic Podcast and its spin-off, Inspired a Galaxy. Uh, she loves Star Wars, mythology, nature, reading, and writing. Thank you so much for being on here tonight.
1: Yeah, thank you, Al. It's a pleasure.
0: Today we're going to be discussing one of her favorite movies, Alpha, the 2018 film. Um, it's an epic adventure set in the last age. Alpha is a fascinating, visually stunning story that shines a light on the origin of man's best friend. While on his first hunt with his tribe's most elite group, a young man is injured and must learn to survive alone in the wilderness. After the young man reluctantly tames a lone wolf abandoned by its pack, the pair learn to rely on each other and become unlikely allies, enduring countless dangers and overwhelming odds in order to find their way home before winter arrives.
1: Yeah. Excellent summary. Uh I would just add uh for those worried it's like a 10,000 BC repeat this takes place in Europe 20,000 years ago and while not like every part of this film is historically like one for one accurate it's definitely you know more in the realm of historical realism than, you know, 10,000 BC.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um I have not seen 10,000 BC, but based on purely just the, the Metacritic scores and things like that, that I'm seeing between the two, uh, this is definitely the better film.
1: Yeah. I've seen a few prehistoric films, um, between Iceman and 10,000 BC in this. I think this is the stronger film and more enjoyable film, uh, I mean i also like cave of forgotten dreams but that's kind of a, a documentary more than like a theatrical like narrative
0: and what do you think about the like ice age or the *Crude*s? these animated ones
1: um i mean i saw maybe the first two ice ages and never saw the *Crude*s. uh no offense to anyone who was you know uh Creator. you're not
0: boycotting nick cage
1: i'm not boycotting it just didn't see it um but i do like prehistoric films like there's not too many of them but i'm interested in them i think i've always kind of been drawn to history and um i think like just during the pandemic you know um just kind of like seeing like uh COVID 19 kind of take over the world, it kind of felt like nature was uh, kind of getting some revenge, you know, against humans, and I was kind of like, can life really continue like this, like economically, politically, and ecologically, and it kind of just like I was kind of isolated maybe I'm jumping ahead, but like just with Corona um, just a kind of isolating experience and uh, kind of just makes you think about survival of like An individual your species like nature is really in charge and it kind of just got me thinking like i wonder what everything looked like before humans you know and i remembered uh i first saw alpha in 2018 i had been anticipating it before it was released in theaters because it was uh delayed many many times because I don't think anyone really knew how to market this film it's just very different it's not English uh there's not too many characters interacting for large chunks of the movie you know um sometimes they would have like teasers with uh Morgan Freeman uh contemporary pop music uh partnerships with, like, scouting organizations to try to market this film. Uh, Hmm. But I was like, I'm here for it. It looks different. And back in the day, I had AMC's 2 for 20 deal. And so, like, I'm pretty sure, like, opening day, opening weekend, I saw this in theaters. I might have seen it in theaters once or twice, but I always kind of remembered it, and... During Corona, when in the first few weeks, I was like, I really remember this film and I want to see it again So I ordered it and I, I watched it a, a few times during Corona and uh, it it impacted me uh, during Corona. It really got me thinking.
0: How many times do you think that you have seen this film by now?
1: Um. I want to say maybe between like 5 and 10 which is maybe not uh, as much as like maybe like other people have seen like other movies that they've discussed on the pod but for me like Alpha is an experience that I kind of like ingest like the whole just kind of feeling of the movie you know like it's kind of like a solitary person against nature, you know? So it's kind of like more, it's very impactful for me. Uh, so it's not like when I grew up, I would be like, okay, I'm bored. Should I watch Harry Potter one or two? Or, you know, one of the star Wars movies, you know? And I, I, I really can't count how many times I've seen those movies, but with Mm -hmm. alpha, um, it's not about the quantity. It's about the uh, where I was when I was watching it, and it's always stayed with me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like that. And, you know, for me, I would say that some of the movies that I have seen the most may not even have the greatest impact for me personally.
1: Yeah, it's um, kind of like with Star Wars. Um, I, I think you kind of expected me to talk about Star Wars, but I'm like... I'm someone who is is always kind of naturally drawn to mythological, uh, heroic stories. Like, so of course I'm gonna love Star Wars, but for me, like, Star Wars is, like, the water I kind of grew up in. Like, it's hard for me to kind of talk about it objectively, you know? Like, I can't really tell where the impact started and, like, where it stops, you know? So, like, but with Alpha um it kind of is a film like i discovered as a grad student seeing it in theater and then kind of like uh, resaw during corona and i don't know if corona was like over or not but it still impacts me today
0: right yeah i think that there's a constant discussion about whether it's really kind of over or not I mean obviously people are still dying within the U.S. and other countries from from the coronavirus and and all of its variants Uh, other people you know a lot of us have kind of moved on Uh, we're we're doing our own things we uh, people sometimes wear masks out and about some people don't uh, but we've kind of largely moved past it I am kind of curious, since you've drawn the connection that this movie has, it's a man versus nature. Do you feel like you have looked at nature differently or interacted with it differently since seeing this film?
1: Um, I would say yes. And part of that is just like the great establishing visuals that you see Uh, Throughout Alpha, and especially in the beginning, um, it kind of establishes, like, the desolation and, like, the supremacy of nature. Um, This is Europe 20,000 years ago. Who knows how many uh, humans are uh, walking about the Earth, but nature is definitely in charge, and survival is random in some cases, but, like, it's not just about brute strength. It's about thinking outside of the box. And uh, I think, like, with corona, I kind of just kind of came to realize, like, a little bug can dictate, like, the entire world, like, how things are going to go for a year or two, you know? And I just kind of transitioned to kind of realizing, like, Humans are not in charge. Uh, nature is, you know? And I think that's why Alpha really spoke to me during Corona.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Kida is is the main character. Do you identify as Kida or as Alpha in, in some way with your own personal life?
1: Um, I mean, I would like to identify with Kida, but then when I was watching this film, I'd be like, yeah, just die. Just die. Like uh i i was just amazed like what it took well, i mean
0: you don't have to necessarily see yourself 100% in yeah. a situation
1: i guess that that is true it's a it's a thinking exercise not like one for one like real life but um i would like to see myself like in a situation where like i could survive like that but kida is like a young person kind of trying to prove himself to his tribe. You know, we see him at the beginning of the film, like, going through the ritual uh, to initiate him into the tribe's kind of, you know, like, adult hunting band, which is made up of males and females, which I Mm -hmm. noticed and I appreciated, you know? Um, But he's someone who shows... Mercy, And some people think of that as weakness, but I kind of like his father Tao. um, Maybe it's Ta, but, but I'm like, uh, I'm going to pronounce it Tao, but he kind of is saying like survival, like it's not just about strength. It's about thinking outside of the box. And I think I'm creative and sometimes like things, I just don't connect with them the ways other people do. So I could see myself like Kida, um, that I hope that like where I'm different, I hope that's a strength and that I could maybe bring something outside of the box, like a new perspective. And uh, like if I could have been the first person to like tame a dog, well, I guess tame a wolf (laughs) and would then be domesticated into a dog, you know, like that'd be really cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's kind of pioneering a, a new technology, if you will, for his for his tribe.
1: Yeah. It's funny because I I watched this with my dog uh on the couch with me and like sometimes it's like dog like you're begging during dinner, you know. And or just like mm-hmm. uh, just like kind of like some of the things that sometimes dogs do that annoy you, but and I was just kind of like This is where this problem began, but I'm like, oh, you know what I my dog can be a little bit of an airhead, but I love hugging and snuggling with him. And like I was kind of seeing like a fictionalized depiction of like how dogs began. I was like, I feel a connection with this, you know, so.
0: Right. Do you think that you would have that same connection with this film without, you know, without owning a dog?
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have a dog until I was, like, in high school, so Mm -hmm. I definitely remember life pre-dog, during dog times, you know, Uh, so I think I would Mm -hmm. connect with this film, uh, because it is a bit of a dog movie, but kind of like a survival movie, uh, coming of age, kind of a historical, prehistorical film, so there's different avenues to it and my dog is like nothing like the alpha dog so it's kind of a stretch for me to even be like these are kind (laughs) of like you know genetically connected you know so it it, so it's funny (laughs) you
0: know i have a uh sorry to interrupt my my family we mostly grew up we we had intermittent dogs throughout our growing up years And my older brother, he really wanted a dog for so long. When we finally got a dog for our first time, it was kind of babysitting for my grandparents. They're dog sitting, I guess. And after a month, my brother was just like, I never want a dog. I don't want it anymore. And so then when we had other dogs later on in life, um, he never wanted to help out with it. He was just (laughs) totally done for him he would definitely not connect with a movie like this to be like oh yeah I'm gonna connect with with the dog and like have the dog be my best friend nope flat out no
1: yeah I guess what I really connected with is just like mankind's kind of like eternal I guess like connection with survival and like just like it seems like that's at the heart of this movie, you know, is just uh, survival, you know? Like, it's earned, not given. And I think there's positive and, and mm-hmm. negative attributes to, like, kind of survival at uh, any cost. But it was interesting. And uh Keita and Alpha's relationship, like, uh, it's kind of, like... It points you to uh, survival, and it's what we identify with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, so one element that I do really connect with of the film is actually Kita's inability to be able to actually work in the same bounds as the other hunters. You know, he he is deemed worthy to be able to go out on the hunt, but. He is vastly under-equipped in, uh, in comparison to everybody else, whether in terms of experience. Everybody else there has been on multiple hunts before and has, has uh, killed many, many bison and, and other animals, I would assume. And also in terms of he's just a skinny kid. He doesn't have big muscles. It seems like he kind of looks a lot more like his mom than his dad. His dad's kind of burly, a big dude with, with a big beard, at most he ever grows is like a little, uh, you know, a couple of little suggestion hairs on his upper lip. Mustache, yeah. Yeah, It's it's kind of a, a sad suggestion of a mustache. <laughs> um, so he, he, he seems very under-equipped and so him learning to adapt with the dog is his way to actually kind of say, hey, I actually don't, for whatever reason, I don't fit within this world. I need to I have to fit I have to make this fit. And for him to be able to do that, it's not a weakness for him to learn how to tame a, a dog, you know. Yeah. And in fact, that's going to be a greater benefit. He's advancing this technological um ability for not just himself, but now for the tribe.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what I find so interesting in stories is like when we're presented with a binary and in this movie it's like survive like a super tough alpha male dude, you know, or die. And uh, Kida, uh thinks outside of the box, like you, turns his mercy into a strength and uh, forms that symbiotic relationship. Like, they hunt together. You know, they, they survive, they help each other. And uh, he makes it home, and uh, they... You kind of see at the end, like, puppies, you know, and uh, more dogs. And it's kind of the beginning of uh, the relationship of mankind's best friend, you know, like, B.C. Kind of reminds me a bit of uh, Power of the Dog 2, uh, where uh, Cody Smick McPhee kind of plays a similar role.
0: He may not be, like, totally the cowboy type personality, he uses his, you know, his smarts that he has to be able to take down his enemies. So, where does this movie fit on your personal list of greatest movies? If you have an actual spot, you can put that, and you can be as vague or as specific as you want with that.
1: Okay. Um. So, Alpha, for me, probably is in my personal favorite top 10 not what I consider the best films but my favorite films and every once in a while it's in my top 4 on Letterbox Uh, this film might not be for everyone but it's definitely for me and I connected with it I just think it's a great survival prehistorical dog kind of romp film and well not really a romp but like a celebration, I guess, and it's not the longest mm-hmm. movie. It's around like 90 minutes, and I just identified with it. So uh, it's not my number one, but personal favorites, it's in the top ten, and the letterbox favorites, it, it cycles in, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Have you watched other movies by this director, Albert Hughes?
1: I have not. I did see that, uh, I believe Alpha is the one film he didn't uh tag team with his brother on so maybe that kind of makes it different so have you
0: you know i have been meaning to watch one of them i have not seen anything else other other than this one by this director though
1: yeah i guess this is a Uh, good place to start with him though
0: yeah it's certainly an interesting spot like you know we 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 discussed this earlier in the week albert hughes Directed some other, you know, big films, actually. You know, The Book of Eli. I remember hearing about that one growing up. Yeah. Um, He did an adaptation of From Hell, which is a a comic book that was uh, written by Alan Moore. Um, Alan Moore, who did other things like Watchmen and stuff like that. And then Criterion just recently released a uh, 4K version of Menace to Society, which is probably one of their... His his most famous film uh that's from back in like 93
1: wow yeah so he's
0: he's i what i what surprised me was that you know he's done all these things that i've definitely heard of and somehow i've just never actually seen any of these things and now i hear that he's uh he's actually going to be working on uh, right now he's like a producer and and director on the continental which is a a mini series based on John Wick.
1: Oh, that's intriguing. Uh, funnily enough, you you say John Wick. Um I finally saw all the Matrix movies last year. Um mm-hmm. I need to I need to do that with John Wick as well. Um sometimes violence and guns I I try not to be too casual you know uh with like watching things that like i'm like could this be you know violent i try to not be desensitized but uh i hear the action in john wick is good and i need to see it and that's on me for not seeing it
0: (laughs) oh interesting um is there a scene that sticks out to you in particular from this movie or whenever you're thinking of it that you recall first
1: i definitely remember um when the tribe is at that cave and they get tattoos of uh-huh. the north star at the time which i kind of wonder if that was supposed to be um from ursa uh like kind of like the north star off of ursa major you know but um 20,000 years ago i am not quite sure 10,000 years ago, it was Vega was the North Star. Like, the North Star is not constant. It, it changes, hmm. you know, through the, through the thousands of years, but just kind of, like, seeing them, like, get, like, those connections, like, to their tribe, their way home, uh, under, under nature, you know, kind of that connection with nature, like, him looking at the stars, trying to find his way home, like, using that tattoo, whenever he would look at the stars, like, it connected him with his tribe, and then when uh, Alpha joins Mm -hmm. his his team, you know, like, Alpha's howling at the moon, and then he kind of uh, brings his hand up to the sky and looks at the stars, so it's like, they kind of have different ways of connecting with uh, their different, I was going to say people, but, like, their tribes their pack you know
0: Mm -hmm. now i don't believe that you have any tattoos is that correct
1: i do not uh do you
0: no i don't would you consider getting a, a tattoo based off of alpha or specifically the tattoos that they get in alpha at all
1: Hmm. i mean if it came down to survival like i had to like know like a certain pathway like with the North star, I probably would be able to find it at night, but part of me would like to like have like something on my hand so I can raise it up, you know, to the sky. Um, Oh,
0: Okay. You'd specifically get it in the, in the same pattern on his hand, like on how he gets on the hand.
1: Yeah. And also the red stenciled hand that you see kind of, uh, I guess stenciled, like on some of the rock markings throughout the path, like, I always love seeing that motif. Like you definitely see it in Warner Herzog's cave of forgotten dreams in the Chauvy cave. And, uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's actually a common motif all over the world. So I'm like humanity, even though we're all different, like throughout all times and like all over the world, like you see that hand motif and I'm like, I love it so much. And I just (laughs) want everyone to like feel connected. You
0: know, yeah, it's it's really interesting to me. I've heard this multiple times of how scientists have, like, w- when we talk about somebody like Einstein or uh, Sir Isaac Newton, we think, oh man, they were like such a genius. They they thought of what only only they could think of. Nobody yeah. else was onto the same thing, and that's that's not really true. Um, a lot of the things were kind of in in the thoughts of other people around the world they were actively trying to uh, solve certain certain things kind of in similar ways uh, it just happens to be that these people who have who are well known are the ones who really kind of
1: got the made it more seat.
0: available yeah they they got it first and like it was just barely but it's not like, oh, we, we wouldn't ever have that if they didn't exist. It would it would have just been somebody else would have been solved by somebody else. Yeah. And so kind of the same thing is that we have this, um, we have this connection where we're all kind of doing, doing something at the same time. Um, you know, everybody in, in the world is all kind of using their hand in the same way. It's a, it's a really encouraging way to think that well, we are we are connected in ways that we didn't think of before.
1: Yeah. And what you kind of mention is like there was Isaac Newton, but there are probably many other people thinking what he thought and maybe there is a larger alpha cinematic universe and all over the world like kind of at the same time that Kida met Alpha, like, all over the world, every continent, there's probably the first dog, you know, like, you know, like, becoming domesticated, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. just interesting to think about. We, we don't really know all of the details of history, you know, but, like, that's kind of the weird thing I grapple with is, like, there probably was a first person to do something, you know, and like, we may never know the exact details. It's it's kind of trippy about history.
0: Yeah, especially in some of these prehistory type environments where it's just not recorded in a way that we can be able to access it anymore. Yeah. Um, so, would you feel? Like, do you feel like there is some overarching uh, lesson throughout this film?
1: I mean, I kind of mentioned it, but like sometimes it feels like there's only two choices. In life, And, like, in, in Kida's case, it's like he can be randomly picked off or he can be exactly like his dad and the people who fight with his dad like his dad, you know, being a, a buff guy hunter, mm-hmm. you know, but he gets separated and he has to learn to survive with an injury, kind of eating worms as he goes and, like, sleeping in trees. And then... Yeah. Uh, just kind of like through different circumstances like he meets a dog or I guess he meets a wolf you know really uh, uh-huh. he injures it and then he shows some mercy to it kind of helps it get better and then it kind of like imprints on him it's his tribe now Uh, his family his pack you know and he, at first he's like go away I don't want you following me <laughs> Uh, right. but then they hunt together, uh, snuggle and are warm together and, uh, save each other at different points and, uh, eventually they make it to their new home and that's where it kind of ends and you kind of see the beginning of, like, mankind hunting with more dogs and you see Kita's impact there.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing that's kind of been coming up more and more often as I've uh, been listening to a couple different podcasts is just the, the need to adapt and change, change to, I I guess adapt is probably the best word that I'm, I'm trying to think of is that constant need to adapt so that you can, you can become the new alpha male, you know, alpha of whatever you are doing. Um, I've been hearing a lot of people who have moved away from using Netflix, like using that as a platform to get famous. Um, So many people, they would use that as like, oh, I'm going to try to get a Netflix comedy special. (laughs) And they're switching away from that kind of mentality to being like, you know what, I'm not going to worry about like trying to get a secure a deal or something like that and they're just moving their content to youtube and they're adapting making clips and stuff like that and like finding some other way and so for me this this is kind of speaking to that aspect for me of just like wow you gotta you have to have the foresight to adapt while you are ahead while you're while you're alive otherwise you stand to be just like the rest of his tribe who is just like they're surviving they aren't thriving. Yeah. And now, now this this change will allow his tribe to be able to, to actually have a new way to hunt something that is going to be symbiotic. Yes, they do have to share meat with dogs now, but they're going to receive so much more because they're hunting in conjunction with them. They're not competing with them. And so they've actually found a way to probably produce the greater... Um, the greater sum than their parts.
1: Yeah. They hunt together and Kita's lack of a killer instinct could be perceived as a weakness but it's not necessarily a weakness. It's uh, his intuition, you know, like he's different and that's okay, you know. Uh, and he really helps his tribe out in the end. Like you say, they learn to thrive, not to survive.
0: Yeah. Um, I know that this movie just recently came out. It's only been a couple years. Do you think any movies have really even had time to be influenced by this yet?
1: I can't really think of any. I don't know if the um, Apple TV show C was impacted by it at all, but... I would like to see more prehistoric films. I kind of wonder if, like, the influence of Corona, you're going to see more nature is dominant, you know, kind of stories or kind of just different kinds of stories being told. Um, That awaits to be seen. Um, But I don't think I've seen too many films be... Inspired by this, um, none that I can think of. Because um, 10,000 BC definitely came out before Iceman, mm-hmm. before Cave of Forgotten Dreams, before. Are yeah. there any you can think of?
0: No, I, I. And it feels like we've kind of been dominated lately with just films that were supposed to come out two years ago. Yeah. Um, lately, you know, when we just barely got uh maverick top gun maverick which is yeah one of my favorite movies of this year so far which yeah i'm seeing it tomorrow
1: i'm very excited
0: yeah and i think you should be excited like i think it's it's an interesting one i it's also one that like i didn't think that it was actually going to um make any difference to me when i when it came out i thought you know what two if it's If it's waiting two months, two years, whatever, it's not going to do great. And I was blown away by it.
1: Yeah. I love it when I make predictions and then it's like, oh, I'm totally going to eat my words, you know? Because before West Side Story, Steven Spielberg's adaptation of it came out, like, why readapt West Side Story unless it's like, you know, like a contemporary film? And then I saw the film and I was like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> that that's why you know cuz it's it's really good and i was like i'm definitely eating my words so yeah yeah
0: now obviously for movies that maybe it has been influenced by i mean obviously i would i would say that other prehistoric films kind of influence a movie like this i would i don't know when this one was exactly made cuz you said that it was a little bit in development hell where it couldn't quite get distributed it was kind of being bounced around they just didn't really know do you know when it was being
1: made um i think like maybe a year or two before 2017 because i think it kind of like kept on getting delayed for about a year and then they're like it's coming out august 2018 and that's what happened uh Mm yeah yeah
0: You know, it's possible then that maybe they watched The Revenant, that they were trying to get some influence from that. That was from 2015.
1: Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. That's a film I still need to see and I feel guilty about, so I'm whispering. So, yeah.
0: I think you should feel guilty. I think you should definitely see that one. I'm sorry. Okay. From 2015, there are, like, two big films that I think everybody should watch. The Revenant... And Mad Max Fury Road, I
1: like, saw Mad Max, so at least I've seen that
0: you've yeah. seen at least the better of the two. I think that that one's holds a little bit stronger, yeah, but this one's not a revenge film. The revenant was so they they kind of had just like surviving in the cold, kind of for them, yeah, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of films that try to talk about like surviving in an age where like you're the last of your kind you know the last samurai the last cowboy the last um, these aren't exactly uh titles but like
1: the last airbender
0: (laughs) the yeah like the last of your tribe of sorts and i think that this kind of falls under that same type of thing of you need to adapt so that you can kind of continue on and so it's I think if you are trying to watch this one, uh, you wouldn't just watch it for the prehistory, but maybe look at some of those other films.
1: Yeah, it really got me thinking about, like, I mean, during the time of Corona, it's like, what does survival mean? Like, Like, at the beginning of Corona, like, you try not to catastrophize, but it's like, what if this is, like, you know, more drastic than you then you think like what if it's kind of like contagion you know Um, Mm -hmm. and you see Gwyneth Paltrow die in front of you and it's like what do you do then Um, and a question I had like while uh, watching this and I I took copious notes um, is like what does humanity mean when humans aren't dominant you know and it's like I, I don't know if I have like a pretty answer you know um But he doesn't know if he's the first or last of his kind, but he survives anyway, you know, like, and it just is like, that's what it means to survive and like people want to survive. And yeah,
0: it's an interesting question. I think man is technically never in charge. Yeah, they just because every time that humanity finds something that they that they think is uh, insurmountable. Then they just find like they they defeat that thing, and then they find something that is going to be the next hard thing for them to do. They're like, oh, yeah. let's climb this mountain. Oh, now let's get to the moon. Oh, let's now get to Mars. Let's try to build a base on Mars. We're never and I,
1: content, and that's right, okay. we're
0: we're trying to do something. We're trying to find the next thing that we have to fight and and beat because. As our world expands, so does, uh, so do some of the, the crazy things that we would have to confront with any of those things as well.
1: Yeah. So it's like survival will always be timeless. Like, you never know that you, like, reached an achievement. Like, you survived this 100%. No more. Like, you can do side quests, but you survived the main campaign, you know? And... Mm -hmm. it's interesting you know
0: yeah um now based on the title alone how do you grade this film
1: alpha I mean it does kind of like bring to mind um first or even space and I mean there is like a star uh, constellation component but that's not the main thing it does kind of bring to mind, uh, wolves and like their dynamics, you know, um, which is actually kind of hilarious because then I'm like, would he know about the alpha, beta, omega, whatever? I don't even quite understand it kind of studies with dogs. And there are some studies that show that those like alpha studies might not have been accurate, but Hmm. I think it like, also represents first of, like, the Greek alphabet, uh, which didn't exist yet, but, like, I mean, people have to be named, you know, and I'm, I'm okay with that, but I think it's a, it's a good title. Maybe there could have been something better. Um, it does have some interesting connotations. It does kind of bring up stars, dogs, wolves, and, like, the first, like, he's the first person to domesticate a wolf and then the wolf is like excuse me kind of has that um lineage that will end up like becoming a a miniature poodle one day you know Mm -hmm. and yeah so what would you think a better title could have been
0: that is a great question because like you couldn't just have dog in the title like first dog or something um one, I don't think that that's poetic. Yeah I and I don't think that it's entirely accurate for the film either. Like then you'd have to change it to first Wolf and it's like, well, it's not really the first wolf. It's like the first wolf to be tamed. Um, yeah it's it's hard to find I, I really appreciate that there are some movie titles that just have such a poetic title to them. Um, that this one, it's probably like a seven out of 10 for me. It's not, it's not the best title. I don't think that it's, um, a a terrible title at all either.
1: Yeah. I think it's like decent, maybe something better exists out there, but for now it is ineffable, you know, that's right. I mean,
0: if it's on, on a post on a movie poster, very easily alpha,
1: yeah, the movie poster was pretty iconic in, in my mind. Uh, kind of had that blue, you know, like when Kida's underwater and you can kind of see him underwater and Alpha is above on the ice. It it mm. was kind of just like a full title like that. You kind of got the isolation and it was mm-hmm. like Alpha kind of like in orange and it was a beautiful, beautiful poster. Should have gotten that poster. <laughs>
0: i'm sure that there's probably an ebay auction that probably wouldn't be too expensive for you to be able to get one from um okay last part we're going to move on to a little game that that we play our game remake reboot recast and just as a reminder for this one uh quince always provides us a prompt for this uh for this game Um, based on this one he has given us the prompt Marley and me since we have just watched a a dog and human movie so what we're going to do is we'll take the idea of Marley and me and you get to remake it reboot it or recast it or or a combination of all those things basically you're going to make some adjustments to the to the prompt and try to make something you can keep it with the same the same tone or you can try to make it silly, try to make it more dramatic, do whatever you want with it. So yeah, that that's what we're going to do. So we're going to try to remake the movie Marley and Me.
1: Wow, I only think I saw parts of this movie. Um but Let me think. What if we recast the dog as CGI? Um, Ooh, okay. And what if we have, like, a bit of a younger cast, you know? Like, what about Miles Teller, you know, in the Owen Wilson role? Um, And then who would you think would be a good Jennifer Aniston?
0: You know, so here here it's going to reveal to me I have actually never seen this movie I do know that it's very sad at the very end because they have to put the dog down um I I do like the idea of Miles Teller I don't think that he's done enough comedic roles um I would want to do it like a more comedic version especially if we're doing a CGI dog yeah and like it's going to be kind of like a scrappy do kind of like some <laughs> kind of annoying dog that like, then, that is just like doing all these things. And he develops like this bond with, with the CGI dog. But at the end they do have to like, they don't have to necessarily put the dog down, but like send him on to like cartoon heaven. I don't know. Some type of, some type of variant of that.
1: hmm Or what if like in this one, The humans die, but the dog survives. Or is that Mm, too dark?
0: No, I I think that that could be good. Like, if you took it, like, almost from the perspective of, like, a dog who is living in an old folks' home. Yeah. And, like, he has to, like, help all these people pass on.
1: Yeah, and it's just a really old Miles Teller, you know, and (laughs) he's just there. Yeah.
0: Uh you know why don't we just have Miles Teller as like the orderly who works there.
1: Okay. I I can get behind that. Uh, and then
0: we can have like some actual old people like I I want to have maybe Jack Nicholson. I think that he could die in a good good way. Wow.
1: Yeah. I mean I never want to see any of these people go but like if that's what the movie calls for. I know it's just a movie but Man, do I want to see oh, it! Oh, specifically,
0: um, we're gonna have it be the very ending. It's gonna pick up at the very ending of uh, that Martin Scorsese film, um, shoot, 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 The Irishman. Oh wow! And the very first person who's gonna die is Robert De Niro. Wow!
1: Wow! I think like this is like poetic cinema here and we're definitely tapping into the stories that need to be told, you know, it's demanding <laughs> yeah. to be told, not I, just we're coming up with it, you know, it's yeah, speaking from the Yeah I think the that
0: there, there is definitely something we need to see more, more people just passing on in cinema, um, through, through a dog's eyes where it's just very confused why people are, are just passing on in its life. Yeah. Um, Or we could, you can even have a version of, like, I kind of want to do, like, a a Marley and Me, but it's, oh, shoot, you know what? Marley and Me in reverse is basically already, like, a movie. It's Frank and Weenie.
1: Hmm. That's funny. Where
0: they take the dead dog, and then they bring it back to life.
1: Wow. It's kind of dark, but, like, I don't know. It's kind of like Hallmark films, like. Sometimes I just see people, like, they just unironically love Hallmark movies. And I'm like, what if there's, like, a zombie apocalypse Hallmark movie? Or, like, a haunted one? Or, I don't know. And it's like, what if there's, like, a haunted dog movie or zombies? And I know that's basically I Am Legend, but I'm like, what if there was something else, you know? And I just yeah. think about that.
0: Just, like, a, like, in a lovable way? Or, like, like terrifying way?
1: I don't know. Like, because... Both things are kind of interesting to me it's like I kind of want to see everything until I know what I want you know right
0: yeah, yeah I, I do like the idea of like making the human dog relationship a little bit more uh, more like that like Marley and me but then like implement it into like an environment where it is like zombies or something like that just to kind of color the background a little bit differently yeah 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 i the thoughts oh you know what like what if we did it that way and it's like during some some catastrophe or something and like the person now has like they have to kill their dog because it's the only way that they can like survive they can like oh then eat it
1: oh wow and you can just I- feel
0: like wow even even more conflicted by this situation
1: yeah i don't know if i could eat my dog you know Um,
0: Not enough hot sauce, huh?
1: Yeah, and it's just like, how do you cook a dog? Like, how do you kill it? How do you, like, I don't know. There's just a lot of things that uh, I am so far removed from, like, the prehistoric times to be able to know, like, this is how you just make a weapon out of a random rock you find, you know? And, like, this is how you start a fire. This is how you... Right. Kill an animal even though you love it, you know, and skin it and all that, you know. Could I wear the skin of my dog as a cape? I don't know if <laughs> I could do that, you know.
0: I think it would be more honorable to wear the dog as a cape rather than yeah. like, like just as like a pair of earmuffs or something. Yeah, like, we're just like oh, that would that would that would I don't know how big your dog is, but it would, it would just feel like it's more rude to like make shoes out of your dog or something than like yeah to keep your whole body warm
1: yeah i mean i've definitely seen people like on tv like they mummify their dogs and kind of wrap them and keep them by the fireplace and like yeah can't do that um if i had to choose rather than ashes you know i would try to go the cape route you know <laughs> the cape route yeah
0: uh well that on that note let's let's end this one. Thank you so much for for being here on The Movies That Move Us. Yeah. And would you like to tell us a little bit more about either of your podcasts you want us to come check out?
1: Yeah, so uh the Old Republic podcast uh sometimes we call it the ORP We used to be called the Hawk Podcast, and then people thought we were an Ethan Hawk podcast, which maybe we should have just been the whole time, but um, we talk about Star Wars news, we also talk about a beloved game series from the early 2000s, Knights of the Older Public, but we also find avenues to talk about different things, whether it's on the ORP or our spin-off, Inspired a Galaxy, and, uh, We've reviewed the recent documentary, uh, Waterman, The Waterman, and we mm-hmm. talk about Dune, and this Friday, uh, we actually just released our Moon Knight episode, speaking of, you know, Ethan Hawke. Uh, nice. So we we try to, like, we love our Star Wars, we try to talk about it in unique ways, but I feel like we talk a little bit about everything, you know? Um, and if you... Would like to keep up with us? We are available everywhere else. Everywhere that uh, podcasts are available, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, on Anchor, just at the Older Public Podcast. And uh, yeah, if you want to check us out, like, thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I understand you guys also are like on Twitter and some other. Uh, some other platforms as well with yeah. your podcast
1: i i've actually never really checked the twitter my co-host follows that maybe he's just lying to me but uh i just hate twitter and i never check it but i think we have a twitter so yeah all right and a youtube so
0: well thank you so much for, for coming on discussing the movie alpha this is not one that was like on my radar at all but you know this is uh, thank you for, for sharing why this, this movie has been particularly impactful for you.
1: Yeah. Alpha was a girl all along.
0: A g- 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 girl dog. <laughs> yep. Alright. Well, thanks everybody for listening and have a great week. We'll see ya. Bye.